with a hole. Naheem Hines keeps his balance. Into the open field. Hines, can he be caught? Maddox won't get there. Touchdown, Wolfpack. An 83-yard sprint from Naheem Hines. I say, unless I'm with you. If I take you out of the picture, I know real, real won't miss you. No lie, no lie, no lie, yeah, yeah. No lie, no lie, no lie, yeah, yeah. Real, real, say word. You ain't never told no lie. You ain't never told no lie. Real, real, say word. You ain't never told no lie. You ain't never told no lie. Real, real, say Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. Really excited for this one. Great player, great guest. We're going to bring in Anthony Amico. You can follow him on Twitter at A-M-I-C-S-T-A. He's a contributor at Rotoviz, two quarterbacks, number fire, roster coach, and fantasy insiders, as well as a consultant at Draft Consultant, and he's a high school football coach. So that's a hell of a resume. Anthony, how are we doing today? <laughs> I'm doing great, Elliot. I'm pumped to be here, man. I, I love what you're doing with the show, and uh, definitely honored to be here. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate it, man. You've I, I feel like you tweet about Neheim Hines almost as much as I tweet about Baker Mayfield. So, you know, when I was doing Hines, I was like, I got to have Anthony come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely down. This is definitely uh, this is definitely one of my guys. So hopefully he can uh, get it done for me. Absolutely. So before we break down Hines, I know you, you have a running back model that you've done a ton of work on. Can you kind of walk us through it a little bit, what you're looking for, kind of what the results were and kind of how your model works? Yeah, so pretty much uh, – the objective of the model is to predict a running back's best season within his first three years in the NFL. Uh, the reason I chose three years is just, I think, from a fantasy perspective, particularly from a dynasty perspective, that's probably about as long as you're willing to hold on to an asset without letting him go. I think that three years is a good indicate. You know, that's that's where we want production to come. If it doesn't come within three years, even if a, a player is eventually good, it, it might not happen for your fantasy team. So we're looking at uh, you know, best season within three years and the factors that go into the model in order of significance is first uh, the log of NFL draft scout rating. Uh, so obviously what the scouts think about a player is really important. And some of the stuff I've looked at actually, it appears to me just in terms of R squared that using draft scout rank instead of draft position actually is more predictive. So the scouts have been better than I think the uh, maybe the public even understands, which is great. Uh, then we're talking adjusted all-purpose yards, which is basically all-purpose yards except punt return yards. You multiply by five. Uh, it just says the punt return yard is worth about five times as much as a, a rushing, receiving, or a kick return yard. Uh, then the last uh, term is breakout age, which I defined as uh, the first season or the age where a player first reached 130 all-purpose yards. So we put all that stuff into the model. Uh, it spits out a result, and that's supposed to be a player's uh, you know, best season within his first three years. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty happy with how it's done so far, just looking back. And I'm hoping that we can nail some of the guys here in 2018. So what does your model say about Hines? Uh, right now, Hines is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Hines is the RB6 in the model. Uh, projection is 157.6 PPR points. Pretty good. I mean, when you factor in where he's expected to get drafted, I'd say it's definitely acceptable. Um, he's about 20 point points behind carry on Johnson who's uh, fifth so he's just outside that top five group his break rate age is 21.1 years so he's the oldest out of that top six he's actually the oldest out of uh, the top eight in terms of breakout age so that's really the one thing I think that's hurting him um, but the model loves his adjusted all-purpose yards he had it more adjusted all-purpose yards than any player in, in the class uh, outside of Rashad Penny so a uh, really good yard producer. He was able to contribute on special teams this year, which is big. Um, so I think the model is, uh, 
uh, I wouldn't say super in love with Heinz, but probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. So first thing is about your models. I love the fact that you're doing all-purpose yards and you're including receiving because there are a lot of people in the scouting community who still believe that receiving is an added bonus for runners. But you know, in the day and age where you pass 64% of the time, I think it's incredibly important to factor in. For me, receiving ability is a back's number one ability, and I've, I've talked about that kind of endlessly. But let, before we jump into breaking down Hines real quick, I just want to give a quick overview of his production and his combine. So he's a, he's a smaller back at 5'8 and 3 eighths, uh, 198 pounds. He had a 4'3'8 40-yard dash, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, he was a track star, 100-meter guy. Kind of People expected him to run a little faster than that, but that's still blazing fast. Uh, broad jump of 119 inches and a disappointing three-cone of 7'18". And then his production as a player, he had 258 career carries, 1,400 yards, 5.4 yards per carry, 89 receptions, 933 yards, and a touchdown um, receiving. It's important to note that his first year at NC State, he was a receiver. His second year, he kind of split his running back and receiver. With They had Days and Samuel, so they kind of wanted to get him on the football field. And then this year was his first year as kind of the featured back, and that's when he had 197 carries and uh, 1,113 yards. When you watch Hines and when you evaluate Hines, what are the things you like most about his game? Definitely the ability in the passing game and in particular his ability to pass block I think gives him a really good opportunity to get on the field right away. I mean, this is someone who's out of you know the major guys, PFF's number one uh, rated pass, uh, pass blocker at the running back position. That's really big for me. I think that's probably his biggest strength. Obviously, the speed is a big strength. Uh, and just his versatility, I mean – this is someone who you mentioned kind of all the things that he did, obviously starting at a receiver as a receiver, being able to uh, move over to the running back position. I think that he's someone who can take snaps out of the slot if need be. And obviously he's been an impact player in the return game as well. So uh, these are, these are really all the things that I think stand out to me. Yeah. I was, when I threw on his tape, I was surprised as to how good of a blocker he was and how willing he was because he's five foot eight, 198 pounds like we talked about and he might have put on a little weight for the combine um typically guys like that aren't the kind of guys that throw their body into contact but you know what he did blocking and quite frankly he did when he was running the football too i mean he averaged 3.8 yards per carry after contact in 2017 he threw his body around kind of with reckless abandon it, it picked him up some touchdowns it picked him up uh some extra yardage which is impressive for a guy his size typically you know when you talk about receiving backs who are explosive home run hitters you don't necessarily see that now that may lead to injury throughout his career but you know what from a production standpoint and from a player standpoint he 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 does a lot of really good things and you know his home run speed is is fantastic he he jumps off the tape when you watch him i mean he's explosive and one thing one of the things i really like about him is on zone runs where he kind of gets these outside stretch runs he has a decent amount of patience and he really hits cutback lanes and if you kind of over pursue the outside to take away the edge he'll he'll hit a cutback and once he gets in that open field he uses kind of his open field vision and speed and hits a lot of home runs so i think there's a lot of things to really like about his game and you mentioned the one and i just want to hit on it again his receiving ability is is really good you can you can split him out in the slot he can catch passes i think he only dropped two passes in his career or in 2017 i'm sorry and neither one of them were issues with his hands they're just concentration jobs where he looked upfield and that happens with everybody but the fact that he you can split him out wide run in the slot do a lot of stuff the saints did with alvin Kamara, not comparing the two but just their roles i I think that's a very very valuable player in the nfl today no but certainly no prospect is perfect what what are some of the concerns you have with him 
I mean, obviously the weight, I think, is something that's going to keep him from ever being a, a full-time player. Uh, I think probably at his ceiling, you know, maybe on the right team, he could do some of the stuff that McCaffrey does, like get into that 150-ish range carrying the football uh, and then catch the ball 70, 80 times. I mean, I think that's probably his ceiling in terms of workload. Other than that, I think sometimes he's a little stiff. Uh, obviously tested that way in the, the agilities, but um, definitely someone that – I think when it's not like a one cut, you know, cutback lane in, in a zone scheme and he's, uh, you know, forced to make multiple moves, I think he kind of struggles there as well. Yeah. And I, I think that's surprising too, right? When you talk about someone that's as, as fast as he is, you would, and as small as he is, you would kind of expect him to be much quicker, kind of get it in and out of his break. Sometimes when he's cutting, he loses some of that speed. Now he can pick it back up pretty quickly, but you don't necessarily want guys to slow down that way. I think that sometimes he can be overpatient. Sometimes he can miss certain holes. But I, I think that in all, in all the his his size, and it's going to limit him to kind of a third down change of pace guy where you can mix him in, he can start a few games, but you don't necessarily want a full workload. Um, so his role and his... Um, cutting ability are probably his two greatest weaknesses when you watch him is there anyone he reminds you of yeah for me it's duke johnson and i know duke johnson was a little bit bigger coming out of miami and obviously had a little bit more of a workhorse profile from a usage standpoint but you know Hines did have to split a uh, time with jalen samuels uh, i think samuels you've already talked about on the show with travis may i mean also a really good player so i, I think that you know Hines has the ability to play in the slot like Duke Johnson. If you look at uh, the pro days from those two guys, uh, very similar in terms of the three-cone, uh, Hines 6.69 uh, at his pro day, Duke Johnson 6.88. And Duke Johnson didn't even run the three-cone at uh, the combine. I think that kind of tells me that he didn't think he'd do too well. So the fact that that Hines did poorly at the combine, I don't think really ruined the comp. Hines obviously faster in a straight line, but I think in terms of like their role – their potential impact on you know whatever team Hines winds up on and, and you know the fact that Duke Johnson was able to be a, a running back one in PPR leagues I definitely think that Hines can do that in a similar fashion so that's my comp there that makes a lot of sense and they're both real tough guys too which I, I think helps um that's probably better than mine he reminds me a little bit of Chris Thompson especially this past season just because of how many explosive plays that Chris Thompson had especially in the receiving game but I think that's kind of the player you're talking about is there a team you'd like to see him go to well, I mean, selfishly, I, I wouldn't mind him on the Giants. <laughs> I mean, the Giants to me are just a team that that has they have to throw the football to win games. I mean, they're not going to line up and hit you in the mouth twenty five times. Uh, they're going to be committed to Eli. I think they definitely want to sling it. Uh, you know, and Hines being able to you know a pass block and and maybe keep Eli up, which would be nice. Uh, but also being able to get into some routes and and do some things that way, I think would be really beneficial for their offense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean. Boy, if the Giants added him, this is obviously assuming they don't add Barkley to all those other guys. Your Eli's going to really start to run out of reasons to not play good football because the the weapons would be phenomenal there. And you know, I, I we talked about his zone ability and zone schemes, right? And the the fact that if you get him in outside zone and you, you allow him to stretch out these plays and hit the cutback lanes, he can have a lot of really big plays. So I was trying to think of what team runs a ton of zone and run, what team runs a ton of outside zone. And then what team has a desperate need for playmakers. And I came up with the Buffalo Bills. Now, obviously, the Sean McCoy's there, and he's going to have some of the pass-catching work, but he's 30 years old. The guys behind him, are they're collecting 30-year-old guys that just like to run into walls. 
Um, we just saw the Panthers, who were obviously Sean McDermott wasn't there when they drafted McCaffrey, but they just threw McCaffrey into their offense and were able to do a lot of things. Um, so I, I really think the Buffalo Bills, kind of with their outside zone scheme, their need for playmakers, kind of at, even at wide receiver, you could put him in the slot and he could do a lot of things. And we just saw a similar system with uh, the Carolina Panthers succeed with Christian McCaffrey, and that's one of the people you talked about. So I think the Bills are kind of a sleeper team for Hines. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And I, you know, this is a team that's going to be starting AJ McCarron or or one of the rookies. You figure one of the pocket rookie quarterbacks or McCarron. That's definitely someone who's going to want to check it down a bunch too so I, I like that for sure yeah the old saying is and i know the data doesn't always back this up but his rookie quarterbacks love their check down options and you know if that's true with heinz and heinz could not only be a great nfl player but a fantastic rookie sleeper i mean he, he's a guy that's probably going to what round two right now of dynasty drafts and provides real upside and honestly in the right role probably provides a pretty decent floor as a pass catching running back yeah i mean i think right away i did that's a big reason why I think in terms of fantasy, I, I do like him more than some of these other guys who are getting a lot of love. Like, you know, a guy like uh carry on Johnson or a Nick Chubb, like these guys have the potential, I guess, to, to see work on all three downs. But I would imagine it's a lot more likely that, you know, they come into the league and they're doing a lot of work on, on early downs uh, and that they're missing these pass catching, you know, opportunities. And, you know, if you're playing PPR, which I think what, like 98% of, of leagues now are, are PPR, like, you know, Hines is going to pick up all these points just for getting his opportunities. So there's a lot of added value there, and I think it's why, for fantasy, he's he's being really undervalued. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to add to that from an NFL perspective, as people continue to just – they grade running backs like it's 2,000 where we're not including the receiving ability and where people are just saying, well, he can catch. But receiving is so much more than just being able to simply catch the football. And where Hines is as a route runner is going to provide immediate day one value. He's going to be thrown into that role. And a lot of these people, a lot of these guys, like a Chubb, a Freeman, a guys, a, a Rashad Penny, a Carryon Johnson, um, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of these guys, uh, Josh Adam, a lot of these guys are, you're, you're kind of guessing on, on how much receiving production they're going to get. And I know what I'm getting with Hines, which, you know, from a fantasy perspective, makes me feel really good about him. Yeah, I mean, is it... I don't know. Is it crazy to think that he could step right in like Duke Johnson and catch, you know, 50 passes with the right team? I mean, if he goes to Buffalo, I feel like that's almost like a lock because they, yeah. they have nobody. It's All like right. Calvin Benjamin, who's like maybe has two legs. We're not really sure. Um, you know, Charles Clay and a bunch of and a bunch of nobodies like that would be that would be really good right away for him. Yeah, absolutely. Anthony, I just want to join. Uh, thank you for joining us, man. You're you're constantly on Twitter. You're constantly coming out with new work. Why don't you kind of tell people what you're working on, where they can find you? Yeah, you can find uh, a lot of my stuff right now over at rotaviz.com. I uh, just wrote something over at Number Fire about uh, the impact of coaches on receiving workload. Definitely check that out. Uh, and yeah, just you know, keep hitting me up on the Twitters. I love to talk about this stuff. So I really appreciate you having me on, Elliot. I love uh, I love Naheem Hines and I love the draft. So it's yeah. great. Guys, you can follow him on Twitter, Adam Meeksta. You can follow me on Twitter, at Elliot Chris, their host of the Draft Daily Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean. As always, guys, we really appreciate listening. Thank you. No new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. I still ride with my day one. I don't really need no new friends, no new friends, no new friends, no, no, no. I stay down from day one, so I say no new friends, no new friends, no, no.